Okay, good morning everybody. This is Andrew LeBeau from Commodity Research Group, and I'm joined today uh, with Marty Stetzer, the president of EKT Interactive, and today we're going to be talking about oil markets and EIA numbers, which uh, just came out. Today is Wednesday, September 26th, and it is uh, 11.30 right now. Marty, good morning. Good morning, Andy. Nice to be with you again. Talked before the call. I'm in New York, and the uh, weather's uh, up and down like it is in Houston. Well, right now it's, it's okay, but I think later we're going to have some more torrential biblical rains like we had, uh, like we had yesterday. Hopefully not too bad. Making me feel right at home, huh? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the, the numbers came out about an hour ago, and I, I thought they were bearish, actually, the, particularly on the, the crude number. Uh, crude built by 2 million barrels to 396. Uh, I was looking for a slight draw. The market was looking for a draw of point. Five million, so the, the build was, was contrary to expectations. But the the, the real bearish part was the, the the crude run number. Crude crude runs were down by nine hundred thousand barrels a day, which is a you know that's a big that that's a big number as we're finally at long last entering into uh, entering into turnarounds. Uh, you know we've been talking about this, Marty, like every week. I say, wow, turnarounds are coming. Uh, stocks are going to build, and finally they're you know they're here and it's showing up in the numbers. Andy, that's almost the equivalent of two or three refineries totally shut down. Right, right, and uh, it's going to be a it, it's going to be a fairly rigorous turnaround season the, the, this year. Uh, the EIA has us going down to 16.2 million barrels a day. I, I don't think it's it's going to be that low, but uh, nevertheless, uh, as we headed to turnarounds, we are going to start seeing uh, crude stocks build. So uh, I guess I'm going to be right. Um, export numbers were strong. That's because the Brent TI had been wide. Uh, it, it's still wide, but uh, not wide enough for exports uh, because the um, East Houston numbers don't, don't really work for exports. So what that means is as we headed to turnarounds, weeks from now, four or five weeks from now, exports will be lower. And uh, again, we're going to start seeing uh, stocks build some more, build some more over the next over the next few weeks. Gasoline too, I thought it was bearish. Uh, gasoline built by uh, one and a half million barrels. Uh, expectations were for a slight build. I was looking for a slight draw. Uh, gasoline stocks are um, 18 million over the four-year average, and in days supply, which is uh, inventories divided by demand, uh, they're 25 days supply. The four-year average is 24. And again, as we've been talking about every week, demand is just it's really lackluster for gasoline. This week it was lower because last week we had the big, um, because of Florence, gasoline demand really surged. This week it, it, it's, it's much less. But if you look at the full year, gasoline demand has not been, uh, you know, it's not been good at all. It's unchanged over, over last year and uh, inventories are, are fine. They're in good shape. 
Uh, the distillate number is uh, that was sort of, that was bullish. Uh, it drew by 2.2 million uh, days supplied. There are 34 versus uh, 38 and a half, which is the the four-year average. Um, and as has been the case all year, distillate is looking better than gasoline. And you know, I'd, I'd say you know we'd have been crazy bullish on uh, on distillate until we turned sort of neutral to bearish, and then of course the market rallied sharply after that. But as is so often the case, um, but you know, I, I'd say we're still turning sort of neutral on, on uh, distillates right now. And total stocks are at 60 days supply. It's three days behind uh, the four-year average. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, I'd, I'd say that's uh, that's neutral on uh, on total inventories. But all in all, I, I thought these numbers were. As I said before, I, I thought they were bearish. The market's down by uh, 40, 49 cents, not that much. Uh, but yeah, the market's not trading on these. Really, not trading on these week-to-week numbers uh, at all. That sure is interesting. I didn't realize the uh, gasoline numbers had had uh, changed as much as you described, because I was I, I saw an article that was talking about demand being up, but evidently that was just a temporary blip. I think that might have just been Florence. I don't know. Gasoline demand is unchanged over, um, you know, over last year, and it's probably going to end up unchanged this year, and it's probably going to be unchanged to lower next year. That's U.S. gasoline demand. Global gasoline demand is probably is probably okay. It's not great, but gasoline stocks globally have been. Um, they're in pretty good. They're in pretty good shape because, interestingly, just as an aside, before we start talking about Iran, um, because of all this U.S. exports of light, sweet crude, right. uh, global refineries are you know they've they've had to retool to run light, sweet crude, and they're making more gasoline. Yes. So uh, and less distillate, which has probably been you know it's certainly helped the global uh, diesel markets. Right. Right. So you get a million people on the road leaving town. It affects the uh, the U.S. numbers. Yeah, definitely. And we saw that uh, the, With the, two week, the two weeks prior. Yeah. Uh, the gasoline demand, it was good. Yeah. 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 Good. So I, th- I think we want to talk a little bit, as, as I was saying, that um, demand, you know, the market isn't really trading off these, um, you know, trading off these numbers. You know, we're trading off a rant. Interesting. Interesting. I saw, you know, it's, it's just taken such a big whack out of the market and is, is uh, finally starting to have an impact on the crude side, Andy, huh? Yeah, I, I think that, um, well, we, we, you know, we've had a nice, we, we've had a, the market has been up all year on expectations of uh, lose, lost Iranian barrels. We're now physically uh, beginning to lose them. We've probably lost, Iranian exports are probably down by um, 800,000 barrels a day to date. We're still going with 1.1 to 1.2 million barrels a day. Um, you know, we've been saying that for, you know, we, we, we've been saying that for a few months now. And, um, you know, other guys are talking, other, other analysts uh, are talking one and a half million barrels a day lost. I don't, I don't really see that, but, you know, it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, the EU is still negotiating, and uh, we really don't know 
we also don't know where um, China's going to end, you know, end out, whether they buy the same, which is 700,000 barrels a day, buy more, buy less. Lately, they've been buying less, but um, the Iranians are offering them some, uh, you know, some pretty deep discounts. And my, my thinking is they're going to end up, uh, they're going to end up buying more. Uh, Iran is really important to uh, China's overall strategy. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure that, you know, we're really going to be able to pressure China or link uh, the trade deal with, um, link our trade deal with, with Chinese, uh, you know, Chinese buying of uh, Iranian barrels. I, I, I I don't see that actually. I don't. I don't see that either. And they're also talking. The Chinese are also talking about some, some tariffs on natural gas imports. So oil's in play in the U.S.-China negotiations right now, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, they 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 haven't. They're on the like. They're they U.S. crude is on the list of possible tariffs. Uh, being added by the by the Chinese, but it hasn't been affected. The Ch- you know they haven't activated uh, that. So so right now uh, exports are not um, U- U.S. exports are aren't. We're still China is still buying U.S. crude, but actually their their uh, purchases of U.S. crude have really have really dwindled down to nothing. I don't think there'll be any arrivals during during uh, October of uh, of U.S. crude. Uh, into uh, into China after you know they've been buying like four five hundred six hundred eh, four to five hundred thousand barrels a, a day and now it's down to, to nothing so they're already um, positioning themselves towards that so that's kind of subtle subtle uh, but important uh, reaction to the tariffs uh, not yeah. headli- not headline making just stop buying the stuff right just just stop buying this stuff you know we talked um a lot about uh chinese imports and exports as well as our uh iranian uh analysis and our monthly you know in crg's monthly report and uh if anybody is interested in uh seeing a copy of that report please feel free to either go to our website at uh, www.commodityresearchgroup.com or you can get a hold of me at alebeau at uh, commodityresearchgroup.com. We also, Marty, we talked about a trading range in Brent. Uh, we had the high at 82 was our projected high. And, you know, this week we got there, we got a little bit higher. And there's, there's always... Um, you know, you reach your objective and then you're thinking, all right, you know, now what? You know, is this still the top of the range? Is it going to do another leg up? And this last rally, uh, there were a lot of, there was a lot of talk about, there was a lot of talk in, at the APEC conference in, in uh, Asia. You know, um, there, there was a lot of talk about $100, um, $100 crude. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the guys from, uh, I think it was Trafigura and Mercuria uh, were talking about a, a possibility of, of $100 crude. And um, coincidentally, or really not coincidentally, um, the December hundred dollar Brent calls were like flying off the shelf. You know, everybody wanted everybody wanted some of that action. You know, saying, "All right, if these trading houses are saying it's going to go to a hundred, you know, maybe maybe it will. Let me buy an option." Uh, so that that was a, a featured trade uh, during the you know during the last uh, week or so, and I think I think it brought some people uh, into the market. Now, now, 
my thinking really is I, I, I don't see a hundred unless, you know, we lose, unless something else happens, you know, whether it's Libya, Nigeria, I think Venezuela has already been discounted as for, as further losses. Um, you know, we probably will lose demand uh, owing to high prices, uh, particularly for some emerging market demand, but you know, I, I, don't, I don't think enough to really take the market, you know, into, into, you know, real nosedive. But, you know, that, that obviously is bearish if we lose demand. But on, on the bullish side, you know, if you look at, you know, we don't have a lot of spare capacity. Yeah, I, the number is like 3 million barrels a day. It's not a lot. Yeah, you did that study, uh, what, a month and a half ago, Andy. And, right. Uh, and and uh, our, uh, our crude oil negotiator, Uber Alice, is trying to talk the OPEC nations into raising their production. They They've already done some of it, haven't they? Yeah. And yeah, how, much, yeah, yeah. how much more is left? There's not a lot. There's really most of the spare capacity is in uh, Saudi Arabia, who probably has like two, maybe three million barrels a day. And it's not clear how quickly they can, uh, you know, they can get to full capacity or if they even want to get, ever want to get to full capacity to test, test it out. And boy, if they do have to do that, yeah, prices will clearly be over, over 100 you know, we also have strategic, you know, we have strategic reserves, right? Uh, um, you know, which would, would probably be, which would probably be released. But yeah, our, uh, the, you know, we're, we're, prices are high because we're losing all these Iranian barrels. And, uh, you know, that, that's part of a calculation that our president made in, uh, in putting these sanctions on. <laughs> You know, now he's pretty much pleading with the Saudis to, uh, you know, to increase or browbeating, not pleading, he's browbeating them to increase production. And they, they so far have, you know, said, no, you know, we're not, we're not increasing production. I, I do think they, they'll go up. There is some spare capacity in the neutral zone, Marty. Right. Um, there's like half a million barrels a day. Um, and I think they're working on trying to get that restarted. It was closed. Um, it w there was some dispute between Saudi and Kuwait. And there was some environmental issues, quote unquote, environmental issues. Um, that's about 500 a day. And that, that's something to, um, you know, that, that's something I'm sure the market will watch. But, the, you know, I don't think that'll be until second or third quarter. If if it comes on at all. So where are we in total now, right? Ninety one, ninety two million barrels a day crude globally, Andy? Are we that high? Of, uh, the, the total demand, the total. No, it's a hundred. Hundred, and so what, a half a million barrels a day is. Uh, it, it would be. It's it incremental. Would, yeah, it's incremental, but it would be. You know, you're looking right now. If you look at the supply demand. You know, we're, we're, it's going to be a shortfall for the next four months of half a million. So, you know, at least, at least it looks like. So, you know, if they could raise a half a million barrels a day out of the neutral zone, you know, that would, that would, that would make a big difference. But it's not going to be. You know, the key is it won't be this quarter. No. You know, it'll, it'll be next quarter. Next quarter, as you head into late first and second quarter, then we're into a surplus and we won't need it as much, you know, as, as what we could use now. Right, with the winter, uh, normal winter slowdown. Right, and of course, yeah, and, and you know, in terms of price, getting back to price, you know, you got to say, all right, how much has been discounted? And, um, you know, to me, I think a lot has, a lot has been discounted. Interesting. Interesting. 
Anything else that we'd like to talk about to bring uh, our folks up to date, Andy? Uh, no, I think we I think we've um, hit on a lot of the a, a lot of the major points. You know, we're we're heading into again we're heading into turnarounds, mm -hmm. which is, is going to be you know might tighten up the products a, a little. Although Pad One stocks, despite all the refinery issues here in the Northeast, um, they're act they actually grew, uh, which which sort of so, sort of surprised me and. You know, from a geopolitical standpoint, yeah, obviously, you know, all we're still looking at uh, Iran. The EU is still negotiating with the uh, Iranians about uh, some type of pay different payment regimes. Um, so, you know, if they get the unlikely event that they're successful, you know, that that may allow more Iranian barrels onto the onto the market, but. You know, right now, I think that that's like a Hail Mary that they're trying. And that's to keep the um, nuclear deal still alive. Right. The, uh, from, a, from a longer term perspective, Andy, the only thing that I'd like to add for the group is uh, a lot more optimism in the Houston press around offshore and deep water. The uh, price stabilizing at the 75 kind of range, I think, uh, kicked things back into action. Uh, we mentioned the, the uh, the offshore rig count uh, up substantially over last year and more and more optimism that it looks like this could be a, a floor that makes it economically attractive for the oil companies to go back and do some of these deep water projects. Well, you know, unless we see, um, yes, unless we see uh, a recession, you know, a, a serious recession, you know, it's, it's hard to see the market getting, let's say, you know, into the 50s anytime soon, or, you know, maybe the 60, you know, high 60s, certainly possible, but 50s, I, I don't see. So I guess, um, for at least for WTI, you know, 60 to 70 or 60 to 75 is, is, is okay for these offshore drillers. Sure, sure is. Good. All right. Anything to wrap up? No, I think, I, think we, I, I think we got it. How about you? I'm okay with it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Marty Stetzer in Houston, EKT Interactive. If you're new to the industry, take a look at our website. Uh, we've got a series of mobile-ready training courses on how the industry works, www.ektinteractive.com. Mm -hmm.